This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. I do have to say that reaching out to members of the medical community, Jason, have really been so helpful for us, right? Given us very direct and transparent views of the impact of this crisis. Absolutely. Uh, So let's turn to someone who has been at the four of this and literally runs the health system that has treated more COVID-19 patients than any other system in the country. Uh, I'm sure he would say it's a dubious distinction, but they have been working uh, so hard right here at the epicenter. We're talking about Michael Dowling. He's the president and CEO of Northwell Health. He joins us on the phone from Late Success, New York. I have to say, I live within a mile of one of their hospitals, the Phelps Hospital here in Westchester. So very familiar with this system. Michael, uh, really good to have you here with Carol and myself. I'm delighted. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it very much. So I guess I would start by asking you, knowing everything you do, where are we in fighting this disease from a clinical perspective and from what you've seen and the trends that you're seeing across the system? Right now, um, the trends look good. Uh, We have reduced admissions each day and have had those uh, reductions each day for the past dozen days. Uh, We only have about half the number of patients in the hospital today with COVID uh, that we had about two and a half weeks ago. So we're on the downslope of this, but I have to caution that it doesn't necessarily mean you're out of the woods because if the public doesn't continue to practice social distancing and uh, prevention, uh, then you could have an uptick in cases, and that's not what you want to do. Uh, I also believe, to part of your question, that uh, we're learning how to treat the patients better now than we did at the beginning, because at the very beginning, this was a completely unknown, and uh, we now know a lot more about the patients. It doesn't mean we don't have a cure, but I think we're learning a little bit more about how to delay putting a person on a vent. We understand better, I think, the aftercare that is needed. So we're learning a lot more, and we are doing a lot of treatment trials on certain drugs. Uh, But we're a long ways from having a vaccine, as you know, or from having a drug that we know actually really works on a large base, on a large basis. But we're in a very good position, uh, and I believe that the health systems, the hospitals, all of the hospitals in New York, especially in the city area and in Long Island, have done a spectacular job here. Um, This is an experience and an adventure that, Uh, nobody really wants to live through, but when you're in it, you do the best you can, and I think we've done an exemplary job. Uh, And if it comes back again in the fall, I think we are quite ready to handle whatever is thrown at us in the fall, assuming and hoping, of course, that it doesn't happen. I have to say, I talked with um, the CEO of Unilever uh, earlier today, and you know, they are expecting and others are expecting that we do get a second wave and you've got to be pandemic ready. And I do wonder, you know, you have a massive healthcare system, um, largest, as I think Jason said, in uh, the city of uh, or the state of New York. So are you planning for a second wave? Do you feel like you will be better prepared? Yes, we we uh, we we have a very strong uh, uh, you know emergency management infrastructure here, and uh, we work as a real system, so all hospitals work together, etc. So we have put in place already a, uh, a whole structure for what we would do if there is another rebound in this in the fall. So we are ready. Uh, 
given the experiences that we've been through over the past uh, month and a half, uh, where we have actually created in our health system alone, and others did similar things, uh, about 2,000 new beds. So uh, we, know how to, we know how to surge up to create new beds. Uh, we know how to create the ICU uh, uh, facilities quickly. Uh, we know how to deploy staff in a much more efficient way than we did at the very beginning of this. So uh, we are very much, much, much more prepared. Um, we obviously will be much better equipped with all of the uh, PPE, the masks, and the gloves. That was a problem, as everybody knows, at the beginning of the crisis. So, yeah. yes, the answer is we're more prepared, um, and uh, we learned an awful lot of things that uh, every time you go through this, you learn, and then the next time you're, much, you're, you're better positioned. So let's talk about PPE, because that is something, yeah. too, that came up with Alan Jope, uh, CEO of Unilever. And, again, he taps into global supply chains, understands it. And he said they didn't there's he said there's lots of ppe out there if you tap the global networks is that where we messed up well you know uh we we did we uh, we tapped every part of the world that we could finally tap that we could possibly tap to get all the supplies and so did the state of new york um uh, this happened you know the search here happened very 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 quickly give you an example of masks alone in our health system we use between 10 and 15,000 masks a day. So uh, that means you're, losing, you're using 120, 130,000 masks a week because of our scale and our size. What we need to do here is make sure that uh, we have um, a, a number of places around the, around the world that we can get the supplies from, but we also have to learn how to make these things here in the United States ourselves. Uh, you should not always be relying on people overseas to get basic core supplies that you need. We have to do them here. That's a lesson from this experience. On the supply chain, because most of us depended an awful lot on China, that supply chain got completely disrupted. So, yes, when we cut off a little bit, off guard a little bit at the beginning, that's if we make that mistake a second time around, then, you know, then uh, it's on us. Uh, that hopefully won't ever again happen. But we have to make some of these things in the United States. There's no reason we cannot do it. Uh, we must do it. So, uh, Michael, I, I do want to ask you, you know, you talked about learning how to treat this disease. And I do wonder, especially now that you have to look at maybe more closely at how to treat everything else that you would normally be doing. How does that change even in the short term treating, you know, the patients who are COVID-19 related as well as doing the regular business of being a massive hospital system? Well, a lot of the regular business, uh, mostly surgery, and a lot of our out, outpatient ambulatory facilities, we closed, we stopped doing, except for emergency surgery that was, um, that was necessary. So all of that we have to bring back. But there are, there are a couple of lessons here uh, without overly getting too complicated. One is um, telemedicine. Yeah. that everybody has been talking about. There was a lot of resistance to telemedicine. The payers and the government didn't really want to pay for it. And a lot of doctors didn't want to use it. I can tell you we've had a phenomenal increase in the use of telemedicine and virtual health during the last five or six weeks. So that horse is out of the barn. We yeah. will be doing substantially more telemedicine in the future than we ever imagined that we would be doing, uh, you know, two months ago. So that's a benefit. The other thing is we have now, we've had over the last six weeks, 32,000 employees working from home. And we find out that, uh, you know, with certain functions, they can work just as efficiently from home as they do by coming to the office. So my guess is a lot of those employees will not come back to the office anymore. And the third item is that 
a lot of the various clinical disciplines were all working together in total unity, breaking down all of the clinical barriers during the treatment of COVID. Right. That will be a benefit that will help us going forward. All right, stick with us. We're going to continue this conversation. I want to talk to you about some of the work you've done with Governor Andrew Cuomo. I mean, this has been a massive undertaking, we know. We're speaking with Michael Dowling, President and CEO of Northwell Health. He'll be back with us in just a few minutes. This is Bloomberg. We're talking with Michael Dowling, President and Chief Executive Officer of Northwell Health, on the phone from Lake Success, New York, and it's a massive hospital operation here in New York State. Michael, one thing I do wonder, and I know we want to get into some of the work you've done with uh, Governor Cuomo, but I do wonder about the financial impact of all of this. And obviously, when you're in the midst of a crisis, you do what you have to do, right, to take care of everybody, make sure your workers are safe, make sure patients are taken care of. But there is a reality of the financial cost. Talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, Yes. Well, uh, when you're in the middle of a crisis like this, uh, in a situation like this where the public health is uh, such a major, major, you know, foremost priority, uh, you don't let yourself worry too much about the financial impact. You just do what you have to do. Um, At the end of the day, you do the right thing irrespective. Uh, and you only, obviously, with the recognition that you're going to get hurt financially, but you then say, I'm going to deal with that later. Uh, for our health system, for example, uh, this has impacted us big time. We, our losses are about $350 million a month because we had to curtail most of uh, the major revenue streams that were coming in, like uh, surgery. And uh, we we stopped all of that surgery to be able to take care of COVID patients. So yes, it does have an impact, uh, but we will recover. Um, we are now beginning to think about how we get back that other business that we lost over the next couple of months. It will take time because it is complicated, and also you have to make sure you build confidence among the public that they feel very, very safe when they come back to any healthcare facility that has had COVID patients in it. So we will recover. We will come back. It will take time. Um, but uh, you, you have to feel good about what you do, uh, irrespective of the financial uh, impact, uh, when you know you're doing what's right by the public. And so let's talk about uh, your work with Governor Cuomo, if we can. Uh, the sure. governor uh, making a statement today, you know, no more school uh, for this year. Certainly that impacts a lot of us uh, here in New York State, and it has an impact on reopening, especially when it comes to parents. Help us understand the advice that you are giving him about reopening and yeah. what that looks like, uh, especially across the state and, and candidly and very parochially, especially here in the downstate area. Sure. Well, you know, I've known the governor for a long time. I worked for 12 years with his father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Andrew, uh, the governor has been, uh, you know, providing extraordinary leadership here, as we all know. I mean, it's a lesson in great leadership. Uh, so it's easy to work with him. Um, uh, I do I talk to him quite uh, regularly. And uh, now, of course, the focus is on to make sure that we can get the economy back. We've got to do it very smartly. Uh, we can't just jump and make, uh, you know, very quick judgments too quickly. Because what you want to avoid is to generate any um, uh, continuing increases in transmission so that you have the, uh, the COVID crisis comes back to hit you again. So it has to be done very deliberately, business by business, uh, sector by sector. And I believe that will begin to happen now over the next couple of months. 
Um, it is uh, inconvenient for everybody. Um, people are unhappy. Uh, but they will be a lot more unhappy if we do things stupidly yeah. and we get another round of the COVID crisis. Then it only makes the economic situation so much worse. Um, and you'll have people second-guessing all of the time. But you have to take a very rational, smart look at how it is you do that. And, and, and that's the process that the governor is going through. Nobody wants the economy to open up more than him, but he wants to make sure we do it right especially given the degree and the severity of the issue that we've had in New York, because we've been the epicenter of the COVID crisis. Well, and I think that's a really good point, because we, you know, safe to say it's different around the country. But what happened in New York, you were seeing it firsthand, your staff was seeing it firsthand. I mean, tell us, I mean, it, it was really difficult. Yes, and, I, I, and I've been in this business a long time, and I, I've been in every hospital, in every intensive care unit, uh, uh, almost every day uh, for the last couple of weeks. And I, don't, and I don't care how long you've been in this business or how extensive your knowledge has been. I don't, I've not met anybody that has been in a circumstance like this. Uh, when you are in a hospital with extraordinarily sick people, where you got, uh, you know, mortality rates happening, you know, quickly each day, actually. Uh, you have so many people on vents, many who may never come off. And where your hospital is essentially all COVID patients, with a few exceptions, the 90% COVID patients. It's, it's a strange, strange experience to go through. Um, you don't want to go through it the second time. You want to go through this once. I think right. we handled it quite well. Mm. Uh, but you do not want to come back. Now, it may, you may get a bump up in the, in the fall, but right. if it's a, just a bump up, you can handle it. Um, so if you have to delay and reopening for two to three weeks, despite some of the inconvenience to right. avoid what might happen again, it's the right thing to do. All right. Michael Dowling, thank you so much for all of your time on this Friday. President and Chief Executive Officer of Northwell Health, they have truly been in the thick of it when it comes to the virus here in New York. Joining us on the phone.